It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host. That's the DDFL on the Twitter box. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And quick, quick, the pause for your big pause. Just want to iterate. Um, quick, the pause for your big pause is not the tagline. Is not the tagline, I repeat, for this podcast. Guess what, folks? Games at 6 p.m. Hey, this is not a drill. The game is actually at 6 p.m. And you'll be happy to know. I don't know if that's a good thing. Because when your team is on, you know, Thursday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football, which is Tuesday morning football, Monday morning football, and you know the drill. You know what's going on. You know, it's kind of a good thing because they're doing well. Uh, the Packers, arguably not doing great, but I'm happy about it because this is predetermined anyway. So I'm delighted. But the thing is, when you talk to any hashtag pack daddies, uh, you know, when it comes to kids and stuff, it's, you know, sometimes it's not good. The 6 p.m. time, 9 is actually probably better because the kids are going to bed. Uh, you can sit up with a pack of the family-sized crisp munching into those bad boys um, and there's no disturbance in the force. But when it's 6 p.m., you're crossing into bedtime. But if you get some brownie points with the partner, well, then you can say, look, I got to... Watch this game, it's very important. And then you go and watch it, and then by the time the kids go to bed, then you have time with your significant other. You know, because it's nine o'clock, the game's over, the Packers have got the W, which isn't guaranteed. Uh, But look, three of the next four are at noon, which is 6pm over here this week, versus the Jets at Lambeau. Next week, at the Washington Commanders, which is a mouthful. Week 9 at the Detroit Lions because week 8 before that is against the Buffalo Bills and that's Sunday Night Football. And then week 11 and 12 is the Packers trip to Lambeau, baby! So I put out a question today and just said, you know, did the London game make you want to go to Lambeau more or less? I expected less for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one is the fact that the Packers lost and people have sour grapes. And then number two is that, you know, if you've always wanted to see the Packers... Tottenham Spurs Stadium was very like Lambeau Field. The go pack go chance to roll out the barrel, the whole works, um, was very like Lambeau actually. And I say that as someone who's been to Lambeau about eight times. Uh, so, you know, it was a good representation. But in fact, it came back to people want to go more. Even the Giants fan club, they got in contact and said, you know what, being around Packers fans and they're so classy, kind of makes me want to go to Lambeau Field. And I respect that. You know, we were very respectful to them. But that's the way Packers fans are. Even when we go, they hear the tiddly-eye-die-die, tiddly-eye-die-die accent and they're like, come on, Paddy, let's have a beer. You know, they don't call me a Paddy, but I would be okay if they did. As long as it's not Patty. But anyway, uh, yeah, look, our group trip will be interesting because the Packers have those three straight road games and then they're back to Lambeau Field for those two games. So we're going to see week 11 and week 12, which is on Sunday against the Cowboys and then Thursday night football against the Titans, who have been pretty pants. Uh, the Cowboys is interesting because when Dak Prescott went down, you're like, ah, oh, another lost season. But then Cooper Rush is in there doing the business. So the group trips, always fantastic, always sold out as well. And I was talking to people about this on the London weekend. Uh, it's a fan club, not a business. Uh, we don't sell holidays despite what 
um, at Lickety Split 77 said uh, the last time he had sour grapes and the Packers were dumped out of the playoffs. So if you want to get in on it, you can put down a deposit even for next year because we go every single year and we always go to Lambeau Field. Uh, although I'd love to throw in an away game as well. I'd love to go to a different stadium and see the Packers there because London slash Seattle, you know, I mean, Seattle go for the coffee. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go on our group trip, there is a, a page on our website, ukpackers.co.uk forward slash tours, I believe. I should have looked that up before coming on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, look, the Packers are one and two on the road and we have three road games in a row and then they come back home. So, you know, are we pants on the road? Is Aaron Rodgers right? Are we going to hit that hot streak? You know, this is kind of when he said, I think we can run the table and we did. You never want to be in that position, of course. Um, but look, anyway, back to this game against the Jets because it is quick snappage. Um, the Packers could have elected to have a bye. Um, and Mark Murphy spoke to us when we went to London and he said that it was far too early to have that bye. Teams much prefer to try to get healthier later in the season and it's worked very well for the Packers. So they chose not to. So the question really is, is will that lacklustre performance that they brought to London extend into Lambeau Field because it's been a disruptive week because we saw LaFleur have a crib and a moan about you know it's not a normal week and it's like a Thursday game and all this I'd I'd imagine they're fairly beaten up coming back from London and demotivated and all this type of stuff both teams are three and two and the Jets are coached by LaFleur's best old buddy old pal Robert Sala and Robert Sala seems to be doing quite a good job he's seen as a good coach but he's kind of up against it with the Jets. The Jets have that losing mentality and it's that losing mentality that they talked about that was in the Packers locker room, you know, back in the 90s and then Ron Wolf came in and go to the place and said, an awful lot of you guys are not going to be here uh, and really sort of jazzed up the locker room. The Jets are kind of on a mini hot streak now. They've had back-to-back wins. The last one was a massively high-scoring game against the Dolphins where they put up 40 points, a 40-burger. 40 17. Before that, they beat the Steelers 24 20, and then the Browns 31 30. Um, so, look, this is a team that can put up points. They've Joe Flacco at the helm. Um, you know, he famously gets hot in the playoffs. And look, they're confident as well because they broke a 12 game division losing streak last week, which, when you say a stat like that, it just makes them sound like garbage you know like makes them because the Jets are they're one of those teams where you go the Jets eh, don't worry about the Jets Jets are the Jets uh, but look they're going to have this confidence because they've won back to back they're putting up points their defense is really coming into it as well and starting to hot up uh, they're stacking up wins they're gaining experience also on how to win so this season they've grabbed two come from behind wins um, and those were against the teams I mentioned before, Steelers and Browns. But against the Dolphins, and again, you can point fingers at the Dolphins and say, uh, you know, they suck, who cares? Uh, you know, they went out to, uh, they're in a bit of a mire because of that whole concussion protocol. They're off kilter and all this type of stuff. But the bang up 40 points against a squad is quite significant. Uh, to break that division losing streak is significant. Um you know, to have their defense hotting up is also significant. So they're going to come into Lambeau Field uh, brimming, brimming with confidence, whereas the Packers are dealing with an awful lot of things, including sort of inconsistency, but also when a quarterback that's trying to do his best to lead this team to say, look, 
we, I think we could be hotting up here. I think I see that coming. However, no matter what he says, the Packers' offense is inconsistent and the MVP QB ranks 17th in passing with only eight touchdowns and three interceptions. However, and this is going to be hard to believe, but the Packers' defense is a top five defense in pretty much all of the categories. Uh, they rank fifth in total yards, second in pass defense, and fourth against teams who are on a third down. So, you know, bright shoots and all that kind of stuff. But the overarching thing, as we all know here, is the fact that the Packers' offense hasn't looked convincing. Um, they've tried to be too clever. But again, some people are seeing a silver lining in a potential thumb injury, even though he was full participation in practice. Because what they're saying is, is that if he has to hand the ball off more, because he has to, well, then he's handing it to running backs who fared quite well. Um, and then also... You know, Aaron Jones at one stage, and I know I sound like a broken record, was averaging 10 yards carry, which is just bananas. But I think the Packers offense themselves are ranking about five yards per carry, which is extremely healthy. Let's have a look at the injury report, though. So we see D back on there, limited participation, not worried because they're going to have to game manage him like Paul McGrath throughout the season. Rashan Gary was limited participation today uh, with a toe injury. Elton Jenkins was limited participation with a knee injury. A-Rod has that right tone, but it, tone, tone, do you hear me? The Irish just brims out of me sometimes. Be to Lord hokey Jesus. He's uh, full participation with the right thumb injury. Uh, Watson was, he didn't participate with that hamstring injury. And Devontae White had a quad injury. So he was limited in practice as well. Interestingly, the Jets, whose defense is showing like it's really strong as it's coming into the season. They have five players on the injury list. Four of those are on defense. Now I pour through the stats and again I you know self-inflicted pain and give myself a right old lashing um in the earballs when I was listening to Jets podcasts and all this type of lark. Uh, but anyway you stack these teams up they're quite neutral. You know you can't sort of look at one area and go Oh, they're massively deficient there. Oh, they've got one up on them there. Uh, so the offense for the Packers, surprisingly, is top 10 at 9th, and the Jets rank at 12th. Our defense is 11th, apparently, but we're top 5 in an awful lot of really important stats. Uh, the Jets are 25th, but that's misleading because they're starting to heat up in recent weeks. An awful lot of those sort of defensive deficiencies, which is fantastic to say, is in prior weeks. In passing offense, they're ninth. We're 20th. Uh, our top passing receiver uh, is actually Randall Cobb, old Randall. And of course, uh, Romeo Dubs, who has been fantastic and frustrating in equal measure. Uh, in rushing, we are 11th, so we're nearly cracking that top 10, whereas the Jets are 24th. But again, misleading because their running backs are starting to come into their own uh, this time as well. So there's nothing really to discern this game as to who's better. The Jets, historically, just by name recognition, you would imagine, are the weaker team coming into this. Uh, but the Packers have been fairly beaten up. And like I said at the start of this podcast, if you believe in momentum coming into it with confidence, well, then that definitely falls with the Jets. It seems like Aaron Rodgers is doing his best to try rally the troops by saying, I think we can go on a hot streak. And I don't see why they can't. Uh, the Packers are going to have to prove themselves on defense by covering crossers in this game because that's all people are going to talk about until the Packers can shut them up. Because that's exactly what happens. Your defense will keep getting gouged again and again and again. And you're going to have to keep hearing these stories um, until you actually stop what people are saying that you cannot stop. And that's what's going to be on the Packers in this game. They've got a good, strong defensive front. Uh, you know, the defensive backfield, we need to shore up on these tackles and missed tackles. 
and really get after the Jets in this game. This is a game, again, the Packers are going to be expected to win against the Jets at home. But when you stack up all the individual... I went down through uh, rushing. Um, I went down through quarterback play. I went down through running backs. I went down through passing. And it's all very close. The Packers edge it in most categories. But as we've seen in games where they disappear... Uh, it's not good. And the the fact that the Jets can whack up a bunch of points and they just did it last week, then you'd have to look at their defense and go, it's time for these lads to step up. I hope Aaron Rodgers will dink and dunk. We'll get some easy yardage, no hero ball, and that they bring the running backs into this game. Matt LaFleur is famously good um, after a loss. So we'd expect that to be the case in this as well. The last Grizzly loss that we saw, which hit the headlines, was not getting Aaron Jones enough touches. So you would expect them to balance uh, that in this game. Now, again, the Jets do have some game records on defense, but you would imagine that the Packers would have their number in this, particularly because, and whether you can put too much stock into this at all, is that Salah and LaFleur probably share a very similar mindset and they're able to read each other, so they will probably try use that against each other in this game. What's the outcome of the game? I think this one's going to be close. I think when you look at all the past games against the Jets and the Packers, they've all come down to single digits and I don't see why this would be any different, particularly with the way the Jets are playing and with the Packers being almost on the back foot. I'm not going to give you a game prediction, but I'm going to say this might be squeaky bum time. At least it's going to be squeaky bum time at a reasonable hour. Anyway, uh, we've seen some uh, interest in the Patreon because I'm going to be doing a March unboxing this weekend and I have Jordy Nelson signed stuff. I've got full-sized helmets. One of them is a camo full-sized helmet by an absolute Packers legend and great. So we're going to be flogging that as well. And also I have a tower of cheese heads that I carted back in the suitcase from London as well. I'm going to be giving those guaranteed away. That's patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. You need to sign up before the end of the month. So you've got plenty of time. So all of those sitting on the fence. Join up now. You don't get charged straight away and you can forget about it. And then you get to see your name being spinned around that wheel and picked out. And I got a great response actually in London. People said that they were really a fan of it and they were going to sign up. So now with a brand new hot spanking March coming in is a perfect time to sign up. And for an added bonus, you get a t-shirt as well. Anyway, make sure you stay tuned to the socials at UK Packers on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, youtube.com forward slash UK Packers. I'm getting more involved there uh, with videos. There's going to be a London mega mix and I'm also putting up YouTube shorts as well. TikTok, don't really pay much attention to it, but it's at UK Packers. Um, and of course, Instagram, I've got some really great stuff in the DMs and a great uh, Packers cake that was done. But anyway, look, quick snaps and we're now nearly at 15 minutes. Go Pack Go, let's get the win. Let's get back on track and let's get another week closer to our group trip to Lambo to see two games this season but anyway i've been at steady the nfl we've been the at uk packers and i'll talk to you next week